Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now here are your hosts, Darth Jader, Jason Mitchell, and Adam B. Hello! Hi! Hey! And welcome! <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> he can't even say hi like a normal hey. person. I had to change, mix it up a little hi. bit. Hi! Everybody. Hi. He's tired. You'll have to forgive him. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, Woo! which is not a pornographic magazine featuring posteriors. Uh, it is Raise in fact, the posterior. <laughs> it is, in fact, a show where we look back at movies and TV shows that we uh, loved or hated or just had some kind of an influence on us, and we, uh, we kind of give them a second go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have done the 70s. Mm-hmm. Recently, we've done the 80s. Oh. Yes. Uh, we just did a Halloween episode. Yes. And now we are doing the 1990s. Woo! Early 90s. Yeah. I, I feel like the 90s is going to last a while. The there's time a of Dark Jader. Yeah, there's a lot of movies. Because while it's being born in the 80s, I really, I had my heyday in the 90s for I, sure. I did too. <laughs> and actually having gone through and made a list of every decade mm-hmm. of which movies I wanted to do with the nineties, the list was they just like stack five up. times longer. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be hard to call the list down to something. Um, you know, I've already got career opportunities, the rocketeer, dark city. I was city. surprised we didn't start with uh, career opportunities, given the fact that it was your go first. Well, well, well seeing that Jennifer Connelly <laughs> is in all three of those movies, uh, well, you know, <laughs> I had to pace myself. Yeah, but she's not in this one. No, she's not. She's so not. that's what I meant is that <laughs> any Jennifer Connelly movie would not have surprised me yeah. versus what you actually well, picked. And that was, well, I wanted, Which it was, was, it was my pick this week and I wanted to pick something that was, uh, very 1990s. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yes. Um, and at the same time, kind of a transition movie. And what's more 90s than David Arquette? Yeah. I ask you. <laughs> well, we are doing the, I want to say horror, but it isn't. It's a horror comedy. Yes. The uh, Joss Whedon movie, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <sighs> Not to be confused with the series. Which spawned no. an amazingly popular series. Yes. A series which, upon looking at this movie again, was much better. Than yes, the, than yes, the it movie. was. I actually started watching a couple of episodes because I'd never seen the TV show. It was huge when I was growing up, but I just never got into it. No, it well, wasn't my thing. How old were you when it came out? Uh, it came out in uh, the show. So the movie came out in ninety two. Yeah, so I would have been was, four. Yeah, the movie was ninety two. Uh, it was ninety seven to two thousand three. Yeah. It was like a six. Oh, year ride. in ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, I would have been uh, nine years old. She so. was just, yeah, she was that, you weren't. Old. You weren't in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was not into you know, target demographic yet. You know, not yet. <laughs> she um, was into playing with dolls and not pulling the heads off of them just yes, yet. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you know? I don't. <laughs> I bet I'm about to find out, aren't I? But oh, yeah. there's a, a young Hillary, there's an Oscar winner, Hillary <laughs> Spank in the crowd. Yeah. Hillary Spank, also Spank. known as Matt Damon. Uh, oh, you got to show me him. No, was I thought it was the other one. I'm just kidding. no, oh. no, no. She anyway. she was in Boys Don't Cry. It's a oh, whole thing. Don't right. worry about it. I remember that. It was very good. She looked like female Matt Damon, basically, oh, in that man. movie. So as I said, I wanted to pick something that was very 90s. Mm. You did. Um, you nailed and, it. And you know, my sort of criteria for that one was the fashion. Yeah. So uh, oh my had, gosh. everyone had to look like it was the 90s and not just the end of the 80s. Yeah, because uh, it does have that distinct tilt oh it's, it's not definitely the there 90s. are no shoulder pads you don't see uh there's still not a lot some, of pastels there's still no. some big hair but there aren't any scrunchies that is a distinct difference yes. between the 80s and 90s the hair is getting smaller it's coming down the yeah. hair is deflating it's becoming more vestigial mm. you know as the evolution vestigial. continues you know <laughs> that's a word i'll be looking up later uh, eventually in the 2050s <laughs> it's what members. your ears have become after 20 years of marriage oh, oh yeah that's a good one <laughs> it's like your appendix you just don't need it anymore <laughs> uh but i wanted something that was that felt 90s uh and a movie i didn't want to start with something that i didn't like um, I wanted to, I wanted to pick something that I, I really had fond memories of. Enthusiasm for. Yeah. Um, the, the bad thing is, and I guess, you know, spo- that, spoiler alerts for this episode, um, having watched it again, um, mm. not, not a great movie. No, not a great movie. And no. I'm sure people in the audience will get angry. Uh, but I think many will agree. 
Uh, Did you find that it was just kind of slow moving? Yes. It wasn't like hard hitting in the conflict. It was just slow and yeah. there was nothing. Malazes like. Yeah. And there was nothing there. Yeah. It's like as soon as you it, walking into this movie within five seconds, you know, the plot of the whole movie, you know, everything that's going to happen. There's no surprises at it, it all. It's very formulaic. And plus it just, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy by its own definition. <laughs> like it's just going to keep repeating itself. So ultimately it doesn't really matter who wins, who loses. Yeah. We'll get whatever. In, yeah. We'll like, get into the actual like story part. But before um, we do, I do have yeah. the synopsis, which is, you know, it's funny how a lot of these movies have synopses that are longer than the movie themselves. Uh, but this one in particular, Buffy, the vampire slayer is about a Valley girl who discovers her destiny lies in a, the killing of vampires in this tongue-in-cheek horror comedy that inspired the hit TV series. I just met this girl named Buffy. I'm Pike. Pike isn't a name. It's a fish. I liked her, even though she seemed kind of flaky. But, as it turns out... You have been chosen, Buffy. To do what? To stop the vampires. Does Elvis talk to you? And things started getting weird around here. We're having a nightmare. You threw a knife at my head. And you caught it. She was the one person I could really count on. Kill him a lot. Hi. Hi. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? I'm saving your butt. That is a bad guy. Can we go, please? The Slayer is unmasked. Let's finish it. I think this relationship has potential. And there you go. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> That's pretty much what it. Else, what else do you say? Um, the movie suffers by comparison, which is not fair. Because it came first. <laughs> well, because, yeah, it came first, and, you know, they made this movie, and then down and the road. Luke Perry in it. My mm -hmm. God. A young yeah, Luke Perry. Very young 26 Luke Perry. years old. Actually young Luke Perry for a change yeah. instead yeah, of 40-year-old Luke Perry playing yeah, a 17-year-old. <laughs> R.I.P. Luke Perry. Well, it's... Well, we'll get into the RIPs. Uh, yeah, there are several. God. I mean, Jesus, the whole cast. I mean, not, I shouldn't say that. Many have passed on. Um, and Donald Sutherland is not one of them. Yeah, that's true. Donald Sutherland. I know. Is, that's the, still, Not yeah. that I wish bad things on Donald Sutherland, but it's so funny because he's the oldest person in the cast. Why do you hate him and want him to die? Yeah, Because he's well, President yeah. Snow and he terrorized Katniss for years on end. Oh, wow. oh. So, okay. So he that's, poisoned many people in the Capitol. So that is why children. Darth Jader wants Donald <laughs> Sutherland to die. Precisely. It's a generational thing. I, I know him as a tank driver called I, I, Oddball. I think he's wonderful. Oh, please. Hawkeye. <laughs> Not Hawkeye. Uh, oh, uh, right, right. He was, uh, he was Trapper. Trapper, Trapper John. John. Hello. Idly done AI-generated Donald Sutherland here to tell you that it's Jason's turn to be flat wrong this week. In the 1970 Robert Altman classic mash, Donald Sutherland played the iconic role of Hawkeye Pierce. How he could make such a mistake is just, well, shocking. He's only seen the movie 10,000 times. It's just sloppy, really. He's a yeah, lot right. of different characters. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Elliot he was Gould. in Animal House. Yeah. That's right, the professor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> with the enviable he's got, position. He's Yeah, he's got quite a few, uh, you know, roles where he's kind of the skeezy old man. <laughs> yeah, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, he's, mm -hmm. yeah, he's mm -hmm. been around, he's been around the block. Um, so who's creepier, him or Kiefer? What? Uh, I don't really find either one of them creepy. No, they're not. Yeah, I like them both. <laughs> I was just trying to make you um, go somewhere silly with me, but apparently you're not joining me on that trip. One, so. one day, uh, look up Kiefer Sutherland's full name. It'll blow your mind. Isn't it like seven names yeah, like long seven or names, something? Yeah. yeah, let me see that. Um, but no, this is this is a movie that uh, it's significant for a lot of things, not least of which it has uh, Paul Rubens in a, uh, a starring <laughs> role. Paul Rubens, who, by the way, is the best thing in the movie. Uh, his his performance is hands down the best thing in the movie, especially his death scene. Kiefer, mm. William, scene. Frederick, Dempsey, George, Rufus, Sutherland. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's ridiculous. His dad owed a lot of people money, is what he <laughs> joked. Um, so yeah, so we have the synopsis. Uh, well, no, what a, the significance. This is a movie that gave the world uh, one person in particular who has done a lot of movies in TV. Namely, Luke Perry. Joss Whedon. <laughs> It did. Did this movie give us Luke Perry? No, um, he was already in Nine Hundred Two One Zero, I believe. When did uh, that start? When did Nine Hundred Two One Zero come out? Because uh, that was ninety, but I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I don't, I don't 
the my Luke Perry uh, biographical <laughs> knowledge is, is pretty weak. Uh, guy died too young though. Oh, mm. way too young. Just just such a fifty two. Yeah, I mean that Poor is fella. that is way too young to go. It started in nineteen ninety. You're right. So that's true. He was already of nine hundred two one zero fame with Shannon Doherty from yeah. Heather's of our eighties movies. Yes. Um, but the movie, you know, whenever I say that it follows just sort of a straight up pattern, um, maybe at the time there hadn't been enough movies that had this exact story structure. Maybe it was a bit more original, more surprising, but the way the movie begins, you find out very, very obviously that Christy Swanson, who plays Buffy, uh, is a Valley girl, um, who, has some sort of magical connection to the past. And you saw that Donald Sutherland's name was in the credits. So, you know, he's going to be in the movie. And as soon as you see him in the flashback, it's very obvious. Oh, he's the guy who's going to train her. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? You saw him before the flashback. Oh, you saw was... him in the mall. He was stalking the girls when they were shopping. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because they even use a word from Heather's. Uh, they see a yellow leather jacket and they say, oh, how very. <laughs> and that is super Heather's. Well, that's why it's the Heather's transition ball. movie. And they eat, there's a callback uh, to Heather's as well because they mention Christian Slater yes, later in the do. movie. Because uh, I want to live, marry Christian Slater I wanna, and then do nothing. I just want to graduate high school, run off to Europe and marry Christian Slater. That's the dream. <laughs> that's every Slater. girl's dream in the 90s. Well, at least she had the order correct. Yeah. You know, uh, except you might want to marry him and then go to Europe because I don't think he's in Europe. So, you know. You don't know. Yeah. It's just Slater. So the movie, um, as far as a 90s movie goes, um, it's it's early. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> this is it's the so kissing of the hand. Yeah. And Not again, even a ring. And it's so obvious. Mm. Like You just, you know everything. You know she's going to. Right off the bat, you can predict she's got a destiny to fight the bad guy. She's going to get trained by the old guy. The old guy's going to die after she disappoints him many times. Mm -hmm. uh, then after the old guy dies, she's going to realize the significance of the It's like the marriage almost, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then go do it. Which I can speak to now. So, oh, yes, that's that right. is in fact is a true. confirmation. <laughs> I believe a Mazel Tov is in order. Oh, I, yes. Uh, I actually, all betrothed now. Yeah. No, betrothed means you're about to get married. It means you're unfianced. Oh, we are unfianced? No. What are we? Tell <laughs> me what, what I am. Betrothed and unfianced means you are meant, you're getting married. Okay. We are all married. We're over the line. <laughs> yes. We've won the race. Uh, is that what it is? It's a race you're supposed to win? <laughs> I don't know. I Marriage wanna, is so magical. I want to put a positive spin on it. It's a win. Huge win. Yeah, I think we have to for like the first month. Yes. We have to pretend. Yes. And, and it's a good it, thing. It, it's a good thing. And then, uh, then after. Trust me, you guys have completely ruined I, my we've perspective. We've jaded you, haven't we? <laughs> Indeed you have. Don't worry. Yeah. I was never anticipating anything good once I got this second ring on it. So uh, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, oh, it is what it is. Y'all made sure that my illusions would not be shattered, oh, which I truly no. appreciate. We, we set expectations as low as we could <laughs> <laughs> so that anything else is going to feel like a win. <laughs> uh, you know what? And you succeeded, sir. Yeah. So thank you. Well, I yeah, appreciate that. Ben Franklin used to say that you should approach marriage with eyes wide open. And then after you're married, keep those eyes half shut. He was a wise man. He Delightful. was. He really was. <laughs> Delightful. But look at how young Hillary Swank is. She is actually 18 here. She she could be in high school. The rest are, are well aged out. Christy are Swanson's they? 23. Uh, Luke Perry's 26. Well, at least Donald I love Sutherland. how he just knows this. Donald know. Sutherland is 57. <laughs> Rutger Hauer is 49. Wait, Donald Sutherland was 57 in 1992? Yes. Holy yeah. hell. He well, I mean, wow. we'll think about how old Kiefer is. Kiefer's not a young guy That's anymore. a good point. Yeah. Kiefer's, close. Kiefer's probably close to 60. Yeah. If dad's, That's really if dad, old. You know, dad's still out there, still working. Um, Christy Swanson, let's talk a little bit about yeah, her. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, because... I know her from this movie, and I know she's been in other things, but I cannot think of a single other thing I've ever seen her. Gun to my head, I could not tell you what. Like it, I I've got to look it up. No, I I, I know, know she was this in. And that's it. I know she was in the where the red fern grows. What? Okay. And was she the mother? I don't remember, but I know that we saw that in school, and I have no memory of it whatsoever. The saddest story in the. Entire yeah, it's world. one of those one of those back in the in, in the day when they made students read books that just made them. She was in the Phantom. Sad. 
Oh yeah, that's right. I she, sent yeah. the picture. Um, that's right. She yeah. was she was in the chase. Diana or something. I forget her name. With but. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Mannequin two. <laughs> oh God, mannequin two. Mannequin two. Yeah. Oh, on I, the move. I never saw. Apparently, that she one. was in Dude. Where's my car? Yeah. Okay, really? small bit rolling. That's what too. it says. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, zebra uh, lounge. <laughs> obviously, she has done yeah, other she's, things. Yeah, she's hot working. Shots. Yeah, uh, and she's still working on. She's things. in Hot Shots. Okay, nothing. I know. That, I can't yeah, remember either. Notable, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the point is, you know, so this was a headline movie, and it was a big movie mm-hmm. at the time. Very, you know, successful movie. <laughs> um, and it's weird because to me, she just faded into the background. You know, um, so and you think and, that and this would be the, the film or after the film? To... After the film, yeah. yeah, yeah, she did. Well, and what's even what kind of drives that home even more is the fact that because Sarah Michelle Geller took her role as Buffy and then absolutely owns it, yeah, I mean, yeah, she does, she owns that role. That's it, that's who Buffy is. Um, because of that, is kind of push her even further into the background. I mean, yeah, because Christy doesn't get interviewed for anything anymore, but Buffy is still going to conventions. Like, and see, I called her Buffy instead of Sarah Michelle. Yeah. Sarah Michelle still goes to conventions as Buffy, answers questions about like, oh, who was her one true love on the show? Like, she's still talking about it 30 years mm-hmm. later. So, yeah, she oh, definitely uh, took years. over. It's yeah. a crazy fickle business. I have to oh, it admit is. it is. It absolutely is. The further I get away from it, the more horrific it was. Well, and, I, you know, the, the series became um, hugely successful. And, you know, Joss Whedon was, was obviously behind that, too. Mm-hmm. And, I, and he has said that this movie is really nothing of what he wanted it to be story-wise. That I can see because there's a stark difference between the movie and the series. They, they're they're pretty damn different, honestly. They're extremely different. You know, which one, that's a factor of being, you know, a series where you've got many stories to tell as opposed to the movie where you've got 90 minutes or two hours or whatever it is. How would it be to be turned into a vampire by Paul Rubens? Uh, of all the celebrities who could turn you into a vampire, who would you have do it? Ooh. Mm. Probably a female. Well, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you don't Duh. say. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just you know, with throwing boobies. it out there. Yeah, with boobies. <laughs> Something I could grab onto as I'm struggling. Wow. I think ironically, I, th- I, actually, I, think, I hate that I brought this up. I'll go with Sarah Michelle Geller because, okay. you know, there's a certain There's some balance there. And yourself. Ooh. Um, Tom Jane. Okay, he doesn't really seem very vampire-ish. Oh, he me. could do it. Wait, wait, I saw in the credits, wasn't he in this film? No. He, he's got a credit. Tom, Tom Jane. Tom Jane? Yeah, I, see, I even said that. My Tom no, Jane. You're a Tom Jane, look it Let's up. Let's see. It I, may have been, I don't he know. might have been ended, ended, this ended might be up some on the edit. epic Mandela effect. Cutting room floor, I don't know. I, I was looking, I said, the one that Tom Jane is in? <laughs> oh my God, Tom Jane is in this movie. <laughs> You see, you see what I'm Who saying. Who the hell was Tom Jane in this movie? He was someone named Zeph. Zef. <laughs> I don't recall What Zef. in the... Well, keep your Look eyes the, open. What in now, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Now this, I think, is one of the most 90s outfits. How did I not see that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Is, that is hardcore 90s Yeah, enjoy, right boys. Well, we are. I know. That's, yeah. Um, very interesting scene here. It's an uh, uncomfortable scene. <laughs> it is. Well, I wanted to. Donald Southern. Ugh, he's such a skis. <laughs> he's like fifty. Ew! I <laughs> hated when the girls said that. I just broke my heart. Well, I and I suppose you could write this off by saying that the force made her do it. But the very <laughs> fact that. <laughs> Or whatever. Come to the cemetery with me. Well, you know, that's the go-to excuse for anything. Yeah. That didn't make I sense saw Phantasm, force. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the fact if there's that, potential to have sex there, then, you know. <laughs> the fact that Donald Sutherland shows up very early in the movie, out of nowhere. Right. The first impression he gives her is stalking her in the mall. Yes. Which is not a good way to make a first impression, as I know. That's I mean, how I, I found I, my I, husband. Okay. Been there. I mean, just saying. But the second time that they meet, uh, he just shows up when she's uh, fairly scantily dressed um, for, you know, 90s movies uh, standards and alone. And he proceeds to ask her to go somewhere with him. Mm -hmm. To the cemetery. I don't. Yeah, specifically. He keeps specifically saying the cemetery and he keeps saying we don't have a lot of time, even though the sun is shining. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon out there. (laughs) Whatever. But no, um, it, it's it's it, cross town and there's a lot of traffic. Well, that's true. It is L.A. Yeah, that's true. It takes two hours to get a half a mile. 
So, but it is, it's very weird how they introduced the relationship with Donald Sutherland and Buffy, um, Christy Swanson, because they do it in a very molestery sort of way that yeah. kind of relies on the audience to assume he's good. Chester the molester. Well, he has to hook her somehow. And the way that he does that is he mentions her distinguished mark on her chest. And she, you know. Being from stay- L.A. Had, had it removed. That <laughs> had it removed in hairy mole. But uh, she was like, yeah, my gross mole. It's weird that you know about that, but whatever. And she, you know, staves that off and walks away. But then he's like, you've been having dreams, haven't you? <laughs> dreams and, where you're someone else. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, me and everybody else on the planet. Uh, like she's such a bratty little teenager with him at first and kind of maintains that relationship throughout the movie where yeah. Uh, have you heard of the word death? Like, it's just, it's super bratty. But uh, then he's like, oh, yeah, but you dream that you're specific people. Like, in this scenario, you're a barmaid. In this one, you're a slave. In this one, you're this person. And she's like, and this one, oh you're a naughty God. nurse. How-, <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> and there was that one where I made out with that other girl. And Donald Sutherland's like, really? Tell me about <laughs> that. More. There's when- one where I made out with this old man in a gymnasium. <laughs> Were pillows involved, right? Feathers. But yeah, so that's how he hooks her by, you know, knowing or professing to know about the dreams that she has or has had her whole life. And she's like, I've never talked about with that with anybody in my whole life, man. Like, and so that's how he gets her attention. Well, and it's, it, it all has to do with this concept that she is the one, Mm -hmm. which is a, you know, that's a trope that I don't mind. You know, uh, it's like Highlander. Yeah, it's been used a million times that, you know, the main character is some normal person who is actually destined for greatness. Um, The one thing that I I, that kind of jumped out at me is that Donald Sutherland, when he's sort of listing her past lives. And I I want to know if this was done intentionally, because if so, I think it's really clever. Mm. She's a barmaid. She's a slave. She's always on the bottom of society. And now all of a sudden she's the top tier as a cheerleader. But in this life, she, her parents are rich. She goes to a very prestigious school. She's on top of the social hierarchy. So I always, you know, I kind of wonder like, was that an intentional thing to, to make it so that this life is different? There has to be some distinguishing factor because he does go out of his way to explain that he's the watcher. Uh, He's the one who repeats the pattern and finds the one in every iteration of his lifespan. Yeah. And he says, my one uh, rule is that I'm never allowed to interfere. Uh, But in this iteration, he does. So maybe that's the distinguishing factor for him is that because he never interferes and apparently she always dies in every lifespan. I don't know uh, what the rules are. They both do. They do? I think they both do. Well, he's reincarnated, I would believe, with memories, much like her. And apparently he's always reincarnated the same age. He's reincarnated. And looks the same, same, But he has clear memories, whereas hers are just little wisps of dreams and snatches of what she used to be, as opposed to him. And don't you dare. Mm. Uh, I know you too well. I heard that word. (laughs) Uh, He knows exactly who he is, you think, when he's born. So, or read. Yeah, that's, yeah born or he, whatever he gets the score pretty quick mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He, he's not born you know so. lost amongst the sheep he knows who he is <laughs> what was it like for his parents and, and, and which one of them became an alcoholic well, and which see, one committed suicide see, that's why he is born a surly old skeevy man because he doesn't have parents well can you imagine if you had a kid and they were just like oh yeah i'm donald sutherland i've got to wait until i'm 57 yeah. and then i've got to find a teenage girl well but, what but, steven but that is another another thing that he says though is that he he should have yeah. found her sooner he didn't find her because he was looking in the bars. And, yeah, yeah. And, he and was looking in the slaves. Yeah, yeah, he was looking into the barmaids. <laughs> well, that's actually completely plausible. That would right? stand to yeah. reason, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that it's just his normal way of finding her didn't work this time. So there's something wrong. She wasn't sold into slavery in yeah. Azerbaijan, so. <laughs> yeah, so again, that's the whole concept that this is, this one's different. She's different, yeah. yeah. She's uh, special. Yeah. She, she's not only special, she's special compared to all the other special ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's fine. Zeph's. The name of that bar was Zeph's. Oh, my God. Look in the, keep an eye on the bar. Oh, oh. 
Now we is got, that my man? No, that's no, not Tom no, Jane. That's, that's, Luke, that's Perry. Luke Perry. Yeah, that's Ugh. Luke Perry. No, no comparison. No, Sorry, Luke. Maybe he ended up in the cutting room floor because there was been. there was Zeph's the bar. Maybe he was the bartender. That's a possibility. That's happened to the best and the brightest well, of us in the past. Well, <laughs> well, Seth Green. Seth Green was in the movie. This one? Yeah, he was in the movie, and he was he was cut out. Ugh. Oh, um, okay. But apparently, you can still oh, see the back of his head. He lives somewhere. above Zeph's. Now yeah. I get it. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, so apparently you can't see him, and, and I just realized who Tom Jane is. I think I'll be able to point him out. Sweet. I'm yeah. going to keep my eyes peeled. I think, I think I just realized it. I do love this moment, though. So what happens is David Arquette is, because we haven't even explained like how he fits in, because honestly, he and his buddy Luke Perry, what are their names in this movie? Luke Perry and Luke David, Perry Arquette. And David Arquette. And okay. Jeff. But, yeah, uh, I don't remember. Jeff, Jeff D. Jeff. But, um, yeah, so they're just these kind of wastoids. They're almost a callback to Christian Slater and Heather's because they run around in these long, like, black coats, and they're just the kind of outlawish bad boys who don't really fit in with everybody, and they're bothered by the girls at the movies, <laughs> and that's how they uh, intertwine with each other in reality. But then David Arquette uh, gets vampirized by, you know, Paul Rubenstein. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, God rest his soul. I know, right? Because he's the best thing in the movie. He is awesome. He's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, But then, yeah, and Rutger Hauer is pretty awesome too. I I, yeah, I see. I didn't. I love. He's not the outstanding. Yeah, I love Rutger Hauer, and I just thought that was the most phoning it in performance. Not the only time he's played a vampire either. Yeah, but I think I think this one it was like, what tone do you want? Okay. Do Rutger Hauer. And the paycheck, 2.3. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the paycheck just making out to Mr. Howard. Yeah, okay, very good. Okay, but yeah, so David Arquette. I'm gonna and, blow your mind, by the way. I'm waiting for it. Uh, but David Arquette's is not a bar. What is it? That's where he works. That's where Luke Perry works. Uh, it's the shop where he works. Okay. Do you remember the scene where he was telling his friend to get out of town? Yes. <gasps> that. Do we, we miss that it? Was no, 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 that doesn't come to no, later. No, it comes uh, way later. Okay. That was Tom Jane. How you did I miss him? that? Because he was so young. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah he was young in 88. Go. That's true. Yeah. Hey, look, nobody's perfect. Or 92, sorry. But yeah, yeah um, I mean, I was only four years old. I wasn't. I wasn't cooked enough for Tom Jane yet, but <laughs> anyway, so David Arquette is best pals with Luke Perry and they're just kind of these drunken, you know. Wasters. Wasters, yeah. yeah. Wasters. And, they they sneak into a movie and the Valley girls are annoying them by tittering through a movie and uh, they're like, God, shut up. We paid good money for these seats. No, wait. No, we didn't. Be quiet, dude. And that's really their only interaction. And so by that interaction alone, the boys hate the girls. Yeah. And so David Arquette gets turned into a vampire by Paul Rubenstein. But why? Like what? Are you saying that as a joke? What? It's Rubens. Did I say Rubenstein? Yes, you did. Okay. Okay. I, I, thought, I, I didn't know if that was like a weird joke no, that I wasn't like getting. No, a reflex for <laughs> yeah. By Paul Rubens. Yes. Sorry, he gets vampirized. By Paul Rubens. Rubens. And, uh, no, just keep it Rubenstein. No, I want to call him Rubenstein. No, I like Rubenstein. Rubenstein, yeah. By the way, Sorry, you, Pee-wee. By the way, you, do you know the story about why they did his hair and makeup like that? No. I do that, not. With that uh-uh. wig? Please tell us. Blow my mind. Well, uh, many people will, will, will remember that Mr. Rubens was... Arrested, Rubenstein. Just before, just before, <laughs> yes. or just after this, I believe. Go and look at the picture of his mugshot. Oh, they literally. They, I don't remember. They it. did. Uh, it was just before this. That's right. Yeah, they did his hair and makeup, his wig and everything to sort of go with the uh, with the mugshot. Because according to <laughs> to me. according to Paul Rubens himself, he said he looked at the mugshot and he thought, "I've never looked cooler." And uh, there it was. He never looked you know. more Chester the molester. He Good did. lord. Yeah. Vampire. That was a rough look. Well, you know, he, what, he had had a rough You know, night. there are hindsighters <laughs> out there who probably don't know what Paul Rubens was arrested for, Jason. So why don't you refresh our memories? Um, a David Carradine hold the. Hold the lemon. Hold the rope. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, hold the rope. Just don't rub he us was, the wrong way was, in your description. Uh, yeah, he, he was. Uh, I'm going to. He was self-completing. I'll do, I'll do this in sort of code. So, you know, <laughs> he was caught masturbating in an adult theater. Okay, there. And I remember when it happened, and everyone was just like, "What's the big deal?" I mean, he was doing what he should have been doing in an adult theater. He wasn't hurting anyone. No, not at all. Keep your hands where I you can know. see them. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> But my question is... I heard he wh- had to bleep you in the last like, episode. God, I, like, I literally had to put a bleep and a bar up. <laughs> you, you did? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, did I say something wrong? 
No, okay. clearly not. Oh, you'll, you'll know when it, when the episode comes out, which should, <laughs> should be tonight. I can't wait um, to see it. But my question <laughs> is, what do any of the other kids, like, why are the vampires going after any other kid but Buffy? Because I know that there's apparently some cloaking mechanism unless she admits out loud that she's slaying the vampires, which she does several times. And for whatever reason, yeah, that part only one time sense. does it yeah. really matter. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. You're, you're correct. It that, doesn't track at all. Yeah, the Watcher tells Buffy, you know, the bad guy can't know your name. Voltron or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> Lothos. Lothos. <laughs> Lothos. I'll get your G.I. Yeah. Joe. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> what the hell did that that's, a, that's her Voltron. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my Cobra Commander. That's the worst Voltron I've ever heard. Cobra Commander. No. Uh, you ninny. So the Watcher tells uh, Buffy that if Voltron finds out your name, your identity, then he'll come and get you. And that can't happen because you've got to kill him. See, but you've got to find him anyway, to kill him anyway. But, so, uh, but throughout the entire movie, they take exactly zero steps to conceal her identity. Yeah. Um, there's like, and she's even talking about it in the middle of the street with Luke Perry. She's like, I've got to slay yeah. vampires, dude. There, like, and it's just, the, there's one time when, and it's, I think the first vampire she kills after they go to the cemetery, uh, where she says like, Oh, no, he, he knows my name. Yeah. Oh yeah. We do get a montage. <laughs> yeah. Montage, montage. We're going to have a montage. It doesn't get that much better, though. Usually they start really bad and get, like, really good. Well, that's another major <laughs> criticism that I have of this movie. Uh, and I've actually found this coming up a lot of times when I watch older 80s movies that I remember as a kid as being, like, adrenaline pumping, just hardcore action movies. Mm -hmm. And I go back and watch them, and they're so slow. Yeah. And the action is so dull. Um this is a perfect example of of just the slowest, dullest, most predictable action I've ever seen. Well, this actually makes and, me wonder if this was Hillary Swank's inspiration to be the Karate Kid. Uh, you could have been, or, or the paycheck. <laughs> and look, oh, so this is the one that surprised me, along with another star appearance. Uh, ben Affleck shows up later in the movie. But then, of course, the principal of the uh, school is, of course, Stephen Root, mm. they the took great, my the great and legendary. Stephen Seriously, Root. not yes, he's amazing. Not yeah. his only vampire excursion either. No, no, he's not a vampire in this movie, but not his only vampire. Yeah, yeah, movie or slash television show. Yeah, I mean, uh, Stephen Root for for kids who grew up in the '90s who were teenagers in the '90s. I mean, he was because everywhere. Of, be, well, because of news radio, especially, and King of the Hill, and King of the Hill. I didn't. I, it's weird. I don't, <clears throat> I don't associate him as much because it's just his voice. Yeah, that but makes with, sense. With news radio, I mean, you get the whole deal. You get the full Stephen Root package. Fair enough. You know, um, but he was—he's just fantastic. And the the when I go back and I watch a lot of these movies that he was in. I realize the problem I have with the movies is I just want them to be about his character <laughs> because he's inevitably so much more interesting than everyone else in the movie. And I just love that he's the like groovy dad principal who's not trying to get anybody in trouble. He's literally just because Buffy starts slacking off of school when she starts training to murder vampires and naturally her grades suffer. Yes. So <laughs> that'll Roots happen. Like, hey, that'll man. happen. Happened to my uncle. <laughs> Happened to my grandmother. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Stephen Roots there like, hey, man, life's still groovy. I was young once. I used to do the mushrooms and drop the acid and I was at Woodstock, you know, and he's trying to get Buffy to admit she's got some sort of drug problem. Yeah, how, and he's like, don't how, worry, you're not in trouble. It would have been so great to have him as my high school principal because <clears throat> my actual high school principal was, twi doing was the twice as tall. I wish. <laughs> no, um, the... The the nineties, the sort of like the hits of the nineties roll on. Uh we do have an early Ben Affleck, but you if literally is twenty four frames. Yeah, he doesn't count to them. At I mean all. it's one second. Okay. You know. If you can point him out, I missed him. <clears throat> he was on the basketball team. Yeah, we'll look for that. Okay. When sure. uh Buffy dives out onto the court and uh <sighs> low kicks that vampire who is somehow Nobody recognizes amongst a heap of human <laughs> beings, even though they're rather distinct looking. Yeah, it, it's. And he's, I mean, he's playing well too. keep him in. I know that's what I didn't understand what the problem was. I didn't either. <laughs> he's scoring too much. Yeah. She's being racist. She just doesn't want him on the court because of his species. I guess his vampire species. It's a subsect. Oh, OK. Yeah. 
Now you lost me. <laughs> I, well, biologically, Why, I the, the question would be, can a <laughs> yes. vampire and a non-vampire have a baby? Because if they can have a baby, they're the same it species. It depends on the series ah. because honestly, like with vampires, it's Zephyrs. been- Let's keep oh my God! Yeah, is keep that who peeled. I think it is? It's there he goes. <laughs> hey boy, hey! There look at that beard. He's smoking a cigarette. Oh my God! Oh look my. at that beard. Now that you know it, it's so obvious. It really yeah, is. You can't, you can't miss it. God, he's so sexy. <laughs> oh, I love me some Tom Jane. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is. The, I, I realize that the '90s is going to be a sort of. <laughs> this whole series is going to be us basically picking movies with people that shaved puberty. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know. So Jeff Goldblum, Tom. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in for a lot of Jeff Goldblum. Hey, no. that's fine. That's fine. You know. Oh my God! Look yeah. at him. He's so young and handsome. <laughs> are, are you his aunt? Oh, it's my little Tommy. It's Tommy Look boy. Look at Bobby. Was. Oh. Look at him in his little uniform, Bobby. And that's it. That's his role. Okay, oh my God. that's yeah. good. Yeah. Holy hell, he was hot even in that. Um, um, the the uh, Tom. Yeah, I do like the fact that she immediately goes off to the set of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, and and, and starts singing to herself, yeah, right? Yeah. And we get some just basic boring action. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. And the song that she comes up with is so effing ridiculous. It's like, I'm so sad and alone. Look at me walking alone down a dark alley. <laughs> like, a whatever it is. Cobain listens. I, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to stop being English. <laughs> What's I was say? What Kurt Cobain are you going no, I was going for like a little waif, you know, but uh, I had to love it. I had to write myself out of that hole. Ooh, um, we are due up for a break. Yes. So, oh, I was uh, having so much fun. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're coming back. When we come back, we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit Adam about Sandler uh, as a vampire. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Whedon and some of his uh, more recent escapades. Less. So we will be back in about one second. One second. And we're back. Hi. Good to be uh, back. And as I said before the break, we are going to talk a little bit uh, about Joss Whedon and some of the uh, the the troubles he's had because he is effectively he's effectively canceled now. I think. I I, I think that's. Pretty... I know nothing about those. Uh, yeah, enlighten us. I'm, I'm not sure. He he was uh, he was one of those guys who was this you know force in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, he was developing really, really popular TV stuff. Really, With lots you know, of really, lens flare. <clears throat> well, yeah, but he he was <laughs> he was a guy who was really uh, a fan favorite. I mean, everything he made just had a community. He was a household you know? name. Yeah, like, and all of a sudden, there was one person who was an actor on. Uh, are your sorry? Did we cut way ahead? Yes, we did. Oh, okay. Just mm-hmm. yeah. sorry. You yeah. were saying oh, yeah, about yeah. Joss Whedon. Yeah, no, we've only got thirty minutes left. So, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Damn, yeah. we've been talking for a minute. This movie, this movie glides by. It does. That's it, it really does. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, an actor who had worked on a previous uh, one of his productions uh, came up with a bunch of allegations against him. Really, and male, then, male or female? Male. And okay. then the dam burst open, Aww. and it was interesting because Joss, what was? Don't be that guy. Well, apparently, uh, every, Gal Gadot, um, she. She's been very diplomatic about it. You know, it's sort of like, you know, she she she's really good at doing the admission but not admission of, yeah, it happened, but I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, tons of people who worked with him have just said he was absolutely horrible to work with. He was a monster. He was cruel. He was mean. He supposedly did a bunch of, uh, you know, inappropriate things, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I will say that I live by the rule that everything I hear about a celebrity, I just assume is false, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, Cause I don't know. But what I know is true is that because of all of that, uh, his, his star has diminished somewhat. He's, he's less, uh, less viable than he was. And I think that's a shame because the guy really has done some good work, you know, um, obviously Buffy. Yeah. Firefly. Well, Firefly, yeah, that that's a whole thing. We could do an entire. Was he was he just mean to them or something, or did you know? Because sometimes that's what you need to do to get what you need out of those actors. Because well, they're the top like... article I'm seeing when I Google him is the Avengers original writer recalls Joss Whedon's takeover. He's a bad person. Yeah, that's sort of the okay. tone. Damn. Yeah, right. yeah, the tone yeah. is is I can imagine a person saying, "Yes, I understand people are mean, but you don't get it. This was." Over, the, the, over the top. Yeah. Okay. Um, but again, I don't 
you know, celebrity <laughs> news, I just assume is fake. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Penn on Joss Whedon giving him the boot. He's a dick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well, and that's the thing. It's sort of the Hollywood pile on, you know, like as soon as it becomes like, oh, we're saying bad things about him. And then everyone who's ever had an ax to grind against you can now speak freely and yeah. shall do so. Mm. Um, but you know, uh, he did give us Firefly. Uh, we could do, like I said, we could do an entire episode just talking about Firefly. Uh, we won't because that's what I think a third of the internet is. Um, but this particular movie, uh, as I said, it sort of glides by. Yes. Uh, the Whenever I said that the story is predictable, it is very predictable. The Was only- there anything? First of all, have you guys seen it before? Yes. This is one of Meg's all-time favorite many movies. Many years ago, okay. yeah. yeah. So several years ago. Uh, so I've got just a teeny bit of nostalgia, but none that's personal. Uh, I wanted to like it when I first watched it because Meg showed it to me, and it's one of her favorites. Oh, I we should have had her on the show. And she's usually not available oh, on weeknights. Okay. Yeah, that, so that would have been great. She's yeah. a mom. She's got stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but okay. So you've, you've seen it before. You've, you've both seen it before. Was there anything about it that, that surprised you as far as the story? I appreciated the creativity of turning anything wooden into a stake. Doesn't matter to the stake. That's something. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, so Luke Perry, when he's trying to skip town from Tom James, auto shop uh he's in his crappy jalopy of a van and paul rubenstein is trying to attack him through the roof well done well done (laughs) no he's trying to attack him through the roof and uh like sticks his hand through and uh luke perry drives under a low-hanging branch and tears off paul ruben's arm and that's that becomes like a running gag throughout the rest of the movie so that was kind of funny but then uh his guitar when he smashes into a tree trunk goes flying through the windshield and yet he doesn't have so much as like a cut on his forehead, nothing. He's young. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's invincible. He's resilient. He's Luke Perry. But uh, so his guitar goes the flying out. The is and so slow and clunky. It is. And I didn't understand this portion either. So the guitar goes flying out of the van and then Buffy finds him for literally no reason. Yeah. Like, well, you know, she's, do they have she's some magic. Of, I guess uh, she just finds him in the middle of a field. It was like in an orange grove. I guess the, the force, the force made her brought do them it. together. Am I allowed to say the force made me do it? No. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so she finds him and then she smashes his guitar and turns it into a stake to kill his uh, opponents. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's clever. I saw it coming a mile away, but I was just like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. But she Paul made a guitar stake. Survived the Crusades. Yes. But, but didn't not survive, Luke Perry. But not Luke Perry. <laughs> something about that, you know. Yeah. And shouldn't vampires be able to grow an arm back? I, uh, you know, they're what? not lizards, I, I, Adam. I, I think it's one of those things where the rules depend on just whoever's writing it at the time. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, because vampires know? have morphed into so many different things over the years. Like, because uh, my main question was when the vampires crash prom or the senior dance, as they call it, because for some reason they just weren't calling it prom. No, no, no. They mentioned prom is coming later. Oh, they do? Yeah, because okay, she that says then. this is the last dance. Oh, except for the, the, prom. the, the formal. And, and then homecoming. Yeah, and the home. Yeah, oh, and prom. And then junior and it's prom. it's supposed to be a civic-minded yeah. theme, so they call it Hug the World. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so they're doing a civic-minded senior dance, and I didn't understand why the vampires were prevented from coming into the gymnasium. It's not a home. Like, in most vampire lore, a, a, a vampire can't enter your home without being expressly invited, but this is a public building. Yeah, I mean, like, on the Lost Boys, they could go to the to the uh, fairground and walk inside places. Yeah, right, but they couldn't know. go into they people's houses. They just couldn't houses. go into your home. Yeah. But, it's, but like I said, every vampire story is like, F it, I'm making up my own special oh, rules. Yeah. Like, these ones are going to sparkle, and yeah. these ones aren't affected by the sun, and these are. Like, it's, every vampire is different, so yeah. ugh, who cares? Yeah, and I'm actually okay with that, and I'm I'm okay with the loose rules on vampires because I find that whenever you get them really, really tightly written, they suck. Oh you know? yeah, they can't do anything like when the they're... Uh, interview with a vampire, which I hate. I hate those books. I hate the movies. <gasps> I fucking despise America them. despises you. That's <laughs> and Rice and Rice. yeah, that's perfectly fine with. I don't have anything against <laughs> Anne Rice. As no, a, she's as great. A, as well, was I think she's dead now. She is. Um, but no, I just, whenever vampires get really, really formally written, it's like, I don't know, somehow it takes the fun The limitations out. are just stymieing. Yeah, it's just, 
It's yeah. kind of like, uh, I remember that version of Muhammad Ali with uh, Will Smith playing Muhammad Ali and he was making fun of like a mummy movie and he goes, why are you afraid of a mummy, son? Like that thing can't catch you. Just walk a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing scary about that. And you're right. Like depending on how structured the rules are, it does make the the enemy kind of lame. So I get you with Th- that. This whole scene, this this entire scene feels like it's from The Naked Gun. like the tone of the scene changes uh, because of Paul Rubens because Mm -hmm. of his acting and particularly and this is the moment when when (laughs) yeah Rutgers just he's phoning it in he just kind of well I don't know it's it's he had fun putting spats on it's like the cheap version of the 1999 mummy because I remember telling you guys this in that episode where Arnold Vosloo took the role of Emotep incredibly seriously okay so watch sorry you gotta watch Paul Rubens You're going to wish you died. (laughs) Did he improv this, you think? He had to. Yeah, he had to. (laughs) Well, I mean, the tone is... And Captain Carl's the, just walking by. This is the only scene where I genuinely laugh. And I, <laughs> <laughs> he winces, looks yeah. at her, winces yeah. again. <laughs> it, it completely took me out of the movie. I mean, it, it, it was like somebody just hit the brakes on the movie and I'm watching a comedy, a straight yeah. up comedy. And it was really good. And then it goes, it, it tries to get me back into this sort of weird melodrama about Rucker Hauer. And I don't even understand what he is. He trying to bang her, and then he'll be God. Well, is see, that it? Yeah, I don't know either because apparently they're destined to be together. And Rutger Hauer's tone keeps changing back and forth as well because he keeps fawning over Buffy at first, and he's like, "Oh, I'll never hurt you, darling." He'll he'll sit there and threaten her and call her a bitch to her face and slap her around, and then well, he's, he's an just abusive, like, uh, you know, yeah. typical abusive behavior, codependence. But uh, they both had their stakes, and who was going to win, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, who was going to exactly. drive it? Doesn't matter to the <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think that one went uh, yeah. faster. That's uh, good. Yeah, they both had their stakes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. who's going to drive the stake in yeah. into the heart in, of the other? Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there it is. And well, circle hits the square. Who's going to make a gash and use then? Okay. Oh okay. my god. Okay. <laughs> when are we kicking him off? Jesus. Once and for just, all. I'm god. pushing the envelope. That's all. Lord I've mercy. only got so many bleeps that we're licensed to. <laughs> <laughs> now, um. The 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 concept of Rucker Howard living life after life after life after life, trying to get Christy Swanson. Like, I get it, dude. She's a good looking woman. Maybe <laughs> after, <laughs> Maybe there's someone else. After a thousand years or so? Come on, man. Well, he likes a challenge. I guess. And why is he dressed like that? <laughs> okay. He's not from the nineteen twenties. No, I know. Well, he's, Paul Rubens he's like is a, dressed like kind of a <laughs> He's dressed like kind of a sleazy biker. A lot of the vampires are. It's bizarre. They all have a very biker tendency. We skip Ben Affleck's scene, Jason. (laughs) Damn it. We might not have. It (laughs) It was so fast. Ben Affleck appears... Uh, no, the and, dance is yeah. the last part of the movie. That's why I was like, okay. wow, we really skipped ahead. So uh, it doesn't matter. But yeah, so I just love the uh, fantastic 90s trope where Buffy shows up to the prom and she thinks she's going to go back to her normal life. And I love the falling out that she and Luke Perry have because she keeps fighting against her destiny, not wanting to be the one, the yeah. slayer, whatever. And she's walking down like Hollywood Boulevard or whatever. <laughs> and uh, Luke Perry's whole thing is that he's been wanting to get the hell out of Dodge yeah. and he catches up to her on a motorcycle i was like dude why didn't you just skip town in that thing uh, yeah it, but well because he can't he can't take all his stuff with him look it's lady gaga um no but anyway <laughs> uh she's like walking down hollywood hollywood boulevard or wherever and she's like i'm going to get a dress for the senior dance and he goes you're going shopping at a time like this when you know that you're the slayer and he's like all offended and affronted yeah. at the fact that she's turning her back on her destiny to be a vampire slayer he's like when you know better i love that what is his name Stephen <laughs> root when he knocks he out just knocked an oscar winner against yeah. a wall that's fantastic and i'm looking at the scene where where uh christy swanson walks in after the fight and literally the first thing i i thought was did joss whedon very specifically say they wanted to put sweat on uh, her boobs well yeah like was that a thing? Like, Almost oh no, you've got we've got to get the makeup 
artists out here to do that. Uh, yeah. You know, give them a reason because mm-hmm. they don't have enough reason to stare at her chest. Yeah. But uh, now maybe Rutger Hauer was sleeping for a hundred years in his casket. That's w- true. Waiting to rise again. Yeah, that's true. And you know, his, you know, his faithful sidekick with not even a wrinkle in his suit. <laughs> maybe, maybe he just look, you know, he would say, look, a, a thousand years. I found that this was the perfect fashion. <laughs> This is never going to be better than than It's going to circle back. I mean, if I could wear a cape. I'm bringing it back. (laughs) I would wear a cape. We all would. Yeah. Yeah, You know. I've worn a cape from time to time. I don't know about the spats, though. Yeah, I'll pass on the spats. I'd probably pass on those. I'd end up hurting somebody on accident. They they were fashionable once and functional, but not anymore. But yeah, so the big falling out between Luke Perry and Buffy is that she wants to go buy a dress, and he's pissed off that she doesn't want to be the Slayer. And so he's like, fine, and just peels off without her and you think that they've broken up or whatever, even though they never really got together because they hated each other at first. And it's funny how, uh, David Arquette's motivation remains the same. Even after he's transformed into a vampire, he's like those freaking Valley girls, they suck, man. Yeah. And he just wants to murder them all because well, they're annoying. In have the you movies. ever met a Valley girl? <laughs> yeah, they, they are. It leaves an indelible. Not mark. a real one. No, yeah, they're, 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 they're painful. Yeah. They're insufferable. <laughs> well, but he, what you were saying though, about, uh, Luke Perry and uh, and Buffy's relationship. It, it's important because Pike. that's his Pike. name. Pike. Thank Buffy. You, Pike. And, it's Buffy a and, fish, not, Buffy a, and not Pike, a name. At the beginning, they hate each other, mm-hmm. but it's the most phony. Like they obviously don't hate each other, and then even when they love each other, it's the most obvious. It doesn't. Nothing about it feels real. There's no chemistry. There's no chemistry. It's just they're the two attractive people, so they'll end up together. And we've got to make them hate each other in the beginning. Otherwise, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Well, and you had to sort of demonize her boyfriend because she's with the the jock. She's got yeah. his Letterman jacket on even when she meets uh, Donald Sutherland before he gets uh, killed in one of the big tumults in the kerfuffle at the yeah. paper creature garden. Which, like, which, what was that? Well, when Donald Sutherland dies, it, it honestly, it's like even he doesn't mind. No, no, he's been waiting for a <laughs> yeah, long time. Yeah, like, okay, am I done with the movie now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cut that like, check. I get to go <laughs> yeah, home. Seriously. <laughs> but yeah. He apparently rewrote almost all of his dialogue, which uh, Joss Whedon was was evidently furious. You're telling me this is the better version of his well, dialogue? Well, no, according to Joss Whedon, no. Well, okay. Uh, what, his ver- his, what he has said is that Sutherland rewrote most of his dialogue because he hated the dialogue, so it could have been bad, but... According to Whedon, what he replaced it with was much worse. Mm, well, and, that's too bad. you know, uh, we'll never know because we'll never see that version. I mean, there is apparently, uh, I think after the TV series went off the air, they did a comic version of this that was supposed to be what the original uh, idea Dialogue was. was intended well, just the whole concept because, like, what he, he said, this movie's not canon. It doesn't have anything to do with anything it's an adaptation and was it too many cooks in the kitchen situation he was too junior uh, at the time he was too junior didn't have enough influence yeah, to keep his vision basically exactly. oh, yeah. okay yeah gotcha. well he i think he was just a writer i don't know that he had i don't know if he was a producer on it or, or what but um, yeah i saw that it was written by joss yeah. whedon it wasn't directed or produced or anything i don't think but yeah. uh no it wasn't directed it was directed by definitely not directed yeah. but i don't know if it was produced or not i don't think so yeah so i mean i can kind of give it at least give him credit there like well maybe the reason that it's not a very good movie is because it was a good concept that was ruined and evidence for that is the tv series I don't know. The TV series is pretty cheesy. But once again, I, and I started watching it just to have some sort of understanding of the difference because I asked Josh, I was like, did you ever watch that show? And he goes, oh yeah, it was the thing to watch in the nineties. Like that was the big show. And I was like, oh, well I never really got into it. He goes, that makes sense. You were kind of young for it, but I watched a couple of episodes just to kick it off last night. I was like, oh wow, this is ridiculously different. And the tone is utterly serious as opposed to because this the movie can't really seem to figure out where it wants to land tone wise because it, no, it, it is described cannot. as a comedy horror but seriously it's like you said Jason you'll go from slapstick vampire nonsense and you know then Paul Rubens is having a funny death and then all of a sudden everything gets real for a second when Donald Sutherland dies so it just I don't know it doesn't make well, a lot of sense well it, it doesn't make a lot of sense and at no point do, did I ever understand what the stakes were well, Be- the- because they weren't even clear on that. Like Luke Perry was like, well, I'll leave Los Angeles. 
And if Buffy dies, what happens? Does the world end? Like, right. what, what yeah. is it? Yeah, like, it, exactly. Exactly. There's no, I don't understand what. <laughs> Sorry, the coach is yeah, we, so we've hilarious rolled, to We've me. rolled it back a little bit because we have a little extra time. We do. But the coach is hilarious to me. I even wrote the down very one of his lines. coach. Yeah, he's the most yeah. woke coach in the 1990s that's ever happened. He's so hippy dippy. Like at one point he goes like, go out there and assert your personhood. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really weird watching this character in light of 2023 and recent years because he'd fit right in these days. It, it was it's like a character somebody would write today making fun of woke people, but it, this was in 1991. Yeah. And he somehow 92. 92 well, it was made in 91. Oh, okay. And he somehow nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he knew that 2023 was coming. It, yeah, it was like he, he wrote it. He's a little time traveler maybe. Yeah. Ben Affleck, there he is. That there, was it. Right there? there. He's right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, there's number him. 10. Yep. <laughs> there you go. There's there's one half of Benifer. Be, oh, and mm. they got back together. Yeah, How whatever. delightful. Yeah. <laughs> now, was this before or after Goodwill Hunting? It was before, before right? Before. It yeah. had to have been before. Uh, but even then, like Ben Affleck, Matt Damon was getting the juicier roles when they uh, even came out after Goodwill Hunting. Because uh, Ben Affleck would be in movies with Matt Damon. And he's like, oh, yeah, Maddie got this really good, juicy role of this student. And I was the snarky, you know, uh, and I'm Batman. racist guy over in the corner. <laughs> but yeah. now he's Batman, so yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're doing okay. I yeah, I think they're, I, yeah. I'm they're going to sure, be able yeah. to feed their kids. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. Get a hot meal for Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be on <laughs> social security. No, hardly. although ironically, they'll get social security. Of course that's, they that's, will. That's, that's uh, imagine Ben Affleck. Oh, this is where the motorcycle show. came from. Luke Perry didn't have it the entire time. Buffy stole it. There it is. Okay, yeah. that just answered my own question. It's so funny because that uniform she's wearing, that cheerleader uniform. Like mm-hmm. in, when I was in high school, the cheerleaders wore it, the colors were different, right? But they were very, very close. But uh, speaking of the cheerleaders there, I didn't realize that there was a callback to this movie in the cheerleader movie, Bring It On, because they do the same cheer from this movie where they're like, how funky is your chicken? Oh, how, how loose is, is your goose? goose? And I never knew that that was from this movie until I saw this one years later, but I saw Bring It On first. So, Well, my high school cheerleaders did that same one. It was very popular. Oh, so this is a real cheer from the 1700s? It, it, is, a, it is a real cheer and Lothar, whatever brought it. Lothos. Lothos brought it from his... From the 1920s. From Transylvania. <laughs> Actually, when you think about it, that couldn't be more 1920s. How yeah. funny no, is your chicken? <laughs> how how right is up? your goose? Yeah, exactly. Right <laughs> yeah, what is this theme park that they wind up in? So that where Donald Sutherland ends up dying because he does make that big point of, oh, I never interfere with the Slayer. Whatever happens, happens. I'm just the watcher. I'm forbidden to interfere. But of course he interferes with Buffy. Uh, see, and that, okay, that pisses me off. That, why? That, that, wow. as a write, that is one writing thing that absolutely irritates me. This is the one rule I cannot break. And right. yet. <laughs> well, no, whenever uh, he says, I, I'm the watcher, I cannot interfere. Says who? The government? <laughs> is someone going to take away your fucking watching license? He's going to get a really hefty like, fine. Like, why Why is that the rule? Push the envelope, my friend. You know? That's what I say. Yeah, so it, not only is it missing stakes, it's missing any sort of, like, reason behind yeah. the rules yeah you're well ma- and that makes his whole thing totally artificial so you don't care i think he's trying to be like jim carrey isn't he yes he oh my really god i wrote that down i was like is jim carrey a vampire in this yeah. movie? well well and they they also that's one of the big pop it back in to where that was <laughs> if you notice the vampires do a lot of what they call in uh action movies chopping daikon I don't know what that means. Um, if you watch like a Hong Kong action movie, you, you've noticed it before. You just didn't know the name for it. Mm. Um, main character is confronted by a group of, you know, 40 bad guys. And gets attacked one at a time. And it's one at a time. And all the <laughs> yeah. other guys are sort of sitting there doing the Street Fighter 2 thing, you know, like yeah. that. Oh, okay. Um, or they Ooh. would literally have them chopping daikon. Like it would be like a character would be in the background and he's going to get in the fight. But for right now, he's just in the background chopping daikon. Oh, my God. And it's it it's OK in a Hong Kong action movie because you kind of expect that it's part of, you know, that's how it works. And you're going to get some really cool fights. But in this, all the vampires absolutely do the same thing where Buffy is fighting one vampire and they're just hanging back. 
Well, and just waiting for their turn to get their right. asses handed to them. Like speaking of the rules and all the artificial stipulations and somewhat stakes, I guess, I, I don't understand why karate is a necessary component because the vampires in this movie are not like no. super strong. Like they, they mentioned once, uh, and it's when she's talking about her dreams, she says, yeah, I'm always fighting this one man and he's so strong and I can never beat him. But the vampires aren't super fast. Like no, some of them can no, fly, but like it, they can kind of hover. Yeah, they sort of. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because David Arquette is like hovering yeah. above Zeph's. Because uh, that was one of the funniest moments when he's trying to get Luke Perry to let him into his apartment, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, let me in, man. I'm hungry." And he goes, "Dude, you're floating. Get out of here." Yeah, it's like literally you're doing the lamest kind of flying. Yeah, somehow you've made a human being. Flying. You're just Marty flying outside of my house. Like that's all you're doing. Yeah. So I, I think that's that that's a big drag on the movie. It's just, yeah, there's no yeah. The, the, and it lessens the stakes, like you were saying, Jason, because there's not really all that there are no special powers to the vampires. They don't really have super no, if, strength, super speed. If uh, Buffy had a twelve gauge shotgun. Yeah, this, she doesn't need to know karate. Like, like imagine with silver pellets, right? Well, you don't have to. You just put well, them. No, on the she kills them specifically with stakes well, in know, this movie. So okay. maybe a like, harpoon gun. <laughs> like when Lothar, when Lothar shows up Lothos. at the end. Yeah, when, when Voltron shows up at the end, and he and he pulls out the katana for some reason because he's never yeah. been Japanese. Oh my god! But he he pulls the sword out. If somebody had just tossed Christy Swanson a twelve gauge with double lot buck, she could have just put him on the ground, calmly walked over to him, and taken her time. Gently hammering stake in. Yeah, she could have. Uh, you know, that would have been good. Actually, that would have been awesome. I would have liked that. You know, yeah. that's what that's what Blade would have done. Oh God, don't get Ryan Reynolds started on Blade. <laughs> I like Blade. Well, apparently, uh, yeah, I know. nobody I... likes Blade in real life. Well, you know, <laughs> he's insufferable. Well, he's really angry. At the and government. I love this part here because Donald Sutherland gets stabbed in the chest and keeps holding his hanky to his mouth keeps... as though blood is going to spurt out. And it never happens. happens. <laughs> I was like, come on, where's the red? It's a white hanky. It's fantastic. So, um, all right. All in all. Yeah. It, so Buffy wins. Yeah, Buffy wins. She kills Spoiler the bad guy, alert. and she she gets with uh, Luke Perry, and they leave. Not they Christian Slater, unfortunately. Not Christian Slater. Luke yeah. Perry. Um, Christian Slater's so much hotter. Well, Christian Slater, he'd already aged out, though, so, yeah. you know. In 1992? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Yeah! I killed the I picked the movie fully expecting that I was going to give it a... a about a five. I actually thought, eh, I'm going to give it a five. I bet it's going to go up a little bit. And I, I am shocked to say that I've got to give it like a three. Interesting. And I think I'm being charitable <laughs> because I have memories of the movie. I liked the movie. I, I haven't seen it in a very long time. So, you know, much has happened since the You've last time, time I watched the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's a terrible movie. Um, I would tell anybody, you know, if you're, if you're home on a Saturday and you don't feel like getting off the couch and it comes on, okay, go ahead and let it play. That's fine. Anything other than that, or you're stoned and uh, I don't see it. I, I, I I'm going to go with a three on this one. All right, Mr. Brown. I'm going to give it a four. Because it was, I felt like I was running in a swimming pool to get from one end to the other as as hard as I can. They were trying hard. Yeah, yeah. But it was just moving really slow, like molasses. And I guess we're just used to the to the high fever pitch, rapid. Yeah, it's not a Daniel films. Craig movie. And no action yeah. films of today. Yeah. And they didn't do much character development with the spare time, so it was just. Yeah, you know. that's another sin that it commits for sure. Yeah, it really asks too much of the audience. Yeah, you're working too hard as yeah. the audience, for sure. And I, I agree with Mr. Brown. I'm going to give it a four as well because i uh, going to be a total biter there. Because honestly, yeah, not only... Biter? There... That's a callback to vampires. Very well done. And the 90s. Isn't uh, that great? She does it all. I'm so clever. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it just... Not only were there no stakes, there wasn't any catharsis either. No. Because no. it's, I mean, what did Buffy really accomplish? Yeah, she saved her, the majority of the students at the senior dance. Cool. It's not like she saved humanity or I, anything. Or did she? 
Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Maybe but she we don't, saved everyone. We don't maybe know. Maybe we just weren't included. A, you know, we came to the party late, so we missed the part where they were reading the rules to Monopoly. I, I, I really don't know. I guess. But um, yeah, so even at the end, you're just like, yay, they ride off into the darkness together. The, but she's just going to go off, especially if you know the the story in the show, is that she's just going to move to another school and fight more vampires. It never stops. That's just kind of the whole concept, isn't yeah, it? I, I, I didn't get far into the show, but it seems like that's the very well, beginning of it. Eventually, we'll get to the part where Angel shows up, and then it's terrible. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I just I'll pissed have to off watch a that. lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get a lot of angry letters. A lot of 16 year old girls or p- girls, people who were 16 year old girls 30 in the years 90s. ago. Yeah. I met him at Comic Con in 1994, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whenever that show came on. I don't know, but um, yeah. So yeah, there's no catharsis either, and so I have to give it a four because I watched it several years ago. Like I said with Meg, one of her favorites, and she was like, "Dude, you're gonna love this movie. It's one of those." kind of great action-y like vampire movies that we like. And I was like, sure, why not? And I tuned in and I was just like, wow, this is kind of lame. And she goes, what? She couldn't believe that so I you thought like it. So you thought it was lame back then? The first time I watched okay, it. Yeah. Okay, that's, but all right, I was, that's interesting. I would have been about in my later teens. So I wasn't as impressionable, I guess, but I, I wasn't impressed then either. And it's only gotten worse. Like, I think it... I would have given it a lower grade were it not for the fact that the movie actively made me laugh. It was pretty ridiculous. So I enjoyed it. Uh, It was entertaining. And uh, I kept it up from a three because Tom Jane is in it. Okay, well, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, that works. That's fair. That improved the Oh, actually, wait a minute. Shouldn't you give it a 10? (laughs) Because you didn't know he was in it before. And now you do. Tom Jane gets a 10. The movie gets a four. Okay. Okay. (laughs) He always gets a 10. His 10 elevated it from a one to a four. Yeah, Yeah, it did. (laughs) Damn average razor. Mr. Brown? He I already came to four. Oh, oh. Pay attention. Because it was like, oh, that's it was like so running at, through the swimming yeah, pool. So I'll do it at, again in case I had a stroke. Okay, uh, so that's so. Uh, 11 divided by three. And uh, if we could do math, we'd tell you what that is. Yes. Exactly. Uh, you're watching on a computer, for God's sakes. This is true. Uh, back before computers were even a, a thing. So, uh, But yeah, she's <laughs> romping down Hollywood Boulevard in her cutoffs and yeah. her boots. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, so uh, Jason's already given his reasons why he picked the movie. Now we see Luke Perry cruising yeah. on a motorcycle. It doesn't get more 90s than that. But I guess next week it's going to be one of you guys get to pick a 1990s movie. So Yeah, we're bringing the 90s so to that mean, you. So that means, in, you know, barring a huge surprise, next week will not be a Jennifer Connelly movie. Uh, but It uh, might be a Tom Jane movie. It might be a Tom Jane movie. <laughs> or a, a Jeff Goldblum movie. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Uh, but anyway, Darth, why don't you take us home? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Hindsiders, this has actually been a really fun romp. I've enjoyed talking about this movie with you guys, if nothing else, uh, if not actually watching it. Um, uh, my my one last thought is I love that David Arquette was sneaking up on their conversation because he was hiding in the photo booth. <laughs> for, And he doesn't appear in the photos. It's not a mirror. <laughs> it's photos. Doesn't matter. Just, 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 just take us out. home. Just, just I'm going to get us out of here before I <laughs> give this more logic than it deserves. But yeah, so thank you for joining us for your drive time, your listening time, your slaying vampires time, your Paul Rubenstein time. We don't care what kind of time. This has been Darth, Adam, and Jason on Hindsight is Horrifying. This has been Hindsight and good night. <laughs>